Let's check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun this morning. Now, Vaughn, I think I have this down. I think I have figured out how this works. So the government introduces something. They say it's going to be really tough, but you got to wait for the details. But then when the details actually show up, it's not so tough at all. You know. <laughs> that we've seen so that over and over week, again. <laughs> we're into week two of what the premier meant to say. So a week ago Monday, he said we're going to have this crackdown on travel, and these are going to be tough, and look out, we're going to have random checks, we're going to have all kinds of stuff. And then he said details to come at the end of the week. So we get Mike Farnworth uh, on Friday, at press conference at 9.30, and W covered it, and he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, here's what we're going to do. And then he says, details to come this week, uh, because we still don't have the details on how this whole crackdown is going to work. So question period in the legislature yesterday pretty much focused on that. Uh, what did the premier mean? Um, w- one of the best points of the amount of confusion around this is, John Horgan said there were going to be random audits. I mean, that's what yeah. he said. He said that two or three times. And on Friday, Farmer said, no, we're not going to have random audits. That's not happening. The police and we've got civil libertarians and others are saying, we still don't know how this thing is going to work. So still a lot of confusion. Uh, the premier kind of got worked over a fair amount in question period. He finally said, look, if the opposition wants to score political points by punching me in the nose, fill your boots. So, okay, John John Horgan is punching bag, but this is a problem he created himself by announcing we were going to have these restrictions without still being able to explain how they're going to work. Right, because it sounds like what they're hoping, once again, what they're hoping is that people will just hear the initial announcement and follow the rules. Yes, and I will say, in fairness to the government, Simi, there's some evidence that that is working. So I'm looking at some of the coverage today. Uh, Victoria paper uh, reporting out of uh, BC ferries. The traffic was down on the weekend. So... Uh, you know, uh, it may be that the premier does have to go out and uh, maybe even create some confusion, uh, create some doubt in the public mind, get some coverage and attention, and scare the heck out of people and have people stop traveling. Uh, I see as well stories out of some vacation spots like Tofino, where they're saying, yep, we've got cancellations, you clue it, yep, we've got cancellations, people are getting the message, so... You know, uh, I guess as a political leader in this day and age, you say, if it takes this, if I have to take some abuse for confusing people um, to get the message out, but it's working and discouraging people from traveling, well, okay, fill your boots. It's That's a weird tactic. It <laughs> like is weird, just... but Simi, what, like, we've been telling people in this province collectively since last November, stop it. And people haven't been getting the message. So, you know, maybe you do have to uh, effectively read the riot act to them, rhetorically speaking, to get their attention and get them to stop. Maybe. Threatening them with roadblocks, uh, even though they haven't actually been put up. I, I do wonder, I think when all this is over, that as well will be a 
an interesting subject for either a public inquiry or the polling companies. At what point did you get the message and how did you get the message? I'd like to think people get it from the continuing scary numbers we're getting out of the pandemic. There's still some, there's no lack of disturbing stories out there about how awful this thing is, but maybe it uh, people got it when, oh yeah, the Premier said there were going to be roadblocks on the road, and I realized I better not try to get to Tofino. Right, time. but here's the other thing that's going to be fascinating years from now, is I'll bet you'll have people saying there were roadblocks on the roads. Did you know what I mean? That yeah. people will misremember and think that we actually had them, when really all we've had is the threat of them. Yeah, no, that's a really interesting point, is uh, our memories, uh, yeah, well, we embroider things uh, looking back, and, uh, you know, I, I think one of the most interesting polls I ever saw was one where uh, American pollster went and asked people, asked Americans how they had voted in the election where John F. Kennedy beat Richard Nixon in 1960. It was one of the closest elections in American history. But the poll showed that Kennedy had won by a landslide because everybody right. went back and rewrote their yes. memories after JFK was assassinated. Oh, I voted for him. No, actually, most of you didn't. Exactly. So I think that's what I'm going to look for years from now is what people's memories are. They're, I think they're going to believe that things were much harsher in terms of rules and lockdowns than they actually yeah. were it's here in B.C. for sure. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. Now, yesterday's numbers still pretty disturbing and some disturbing in stories. Eh? Yeah. Uh, this very powerful one about this nurse who died. And we've had trouble, as you know, Simi, reporting on individual cases because of privacy considerations. Dr. Bonnie Henry, the health authorities, won't give us details about specific cases. But in this case, the husband of the nurse who died, 57 years old, came forward to tell the story. And these stories are powerful. I know that there were people on the Vancouver Canucks team that spoke about how awful it was to have COVID-19. Those people who tell their stories, whether it's about a family member or so forth, are heroic because they communicate personal detail in a way that the public health authorities for privacy reasons just can't do. Yeah. That is so true. It makes it the the pictures that I've seen too. The nurse, like just telling that story, it is yeah. so incredibly powerful. Yeah, and you know, Doctor Henry said yesterday. I mean, the numbers are still bad here, right? I mean, they're they're not bad compared to some other places, but they're bad by BC standards. Uh, she was asked yesterday about where are all these cases coming from, and she said the big source of spread we can tell from our contact tracing is still social gatherings in people's homes. You, with the best of intentions, invite people into your home for some kind of a social gathering. Somebody who doesn't know they have COVID-19 brings it in, and everybody in the household gets to it, gets yeah. it. It used to be one or two people. Now it's everybody. She told stories about now, kids are who are in the care of a relative because mom and dad are both in hospitals. She told about a couple, husband and wife, both in the ICU. And again, nobody nobody intends this to happen, but you you still see the toll is still considerable from COVID nineteen. It's still spreading, and it's spreading again because people have not been listening uh, closely enough. Yeah 
to how communicable, how transmissible these variants are and how dangerous it is to have indoor social gatherings. That is so true. Um, Just quickly as well, though, let's talk about vaccine deliveries, because it sounds like things are getting back on track next week or this week. Yes, back on track and up and encouraging to know. uh, We're getting some J&J fairly soon. I think we get about 40,000 doses in B.C. Uh, Moderna is coming back. It's been down. Pfizer is up. And what all that means, says Dr. Henry, is that we will probably be ahead of schedule in getting those second doses. Uh, Those are the ones you're supposed to get after four months. And she says most people will be getting their second dose before the four-month interval. Still optimistic by the end of May, early June, that we will uh, hit targets there. And perhaps July 1st, we can start relaxing restrictions. So all good news, all encouraging. It doesn't mean you can relax your guard and have a whole bunch of people over to your house, I must say. <laughs> it doesn't mean you can go on no, holiday. Even though there may not be roadblocks, don't do it. Thank you for that. Very important advice this morning. Thanks, Vaughn. <laughs> Bye-bye. That's Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning with some excellent advice. And, of course, we'll have all your updates on that with the COVID-19 numbers coming up later this afternoon.